Welcome to Dear So-and-So, a phone call between friends where we offer up advice that no one has asked us for. As always, we'll read some of our favorite advice column questions and give our unsolicited opinions. I'm Alyssa Bloomstein. And I'm Steph Karp. Welcome to Dear So-and-So. Also, something to point out to our listeners today, this is not advice that no one has asked us for today like indeed half of the questions you will hear today (laughs) some people have asked people have asked asked us they've asked asked us us us. it makes no sense but i am so pleased yeah it doesn't make any sense and it and uh it's surprising it is it's shocking quite frankly truly shocked will you um start us off with just one of your internet mind questions yeah let's ramp up like let's start there okay here we go um a reader writes this is on ask a manager as you know it's one of my favorites Mm -hmm. because i love to get i just love to get worked up about workplace stuff but this one actually isn't about getting worked up anyway i'll stop the preamble my boss asked me to make travel arrangements for herself and a c-suite executive i've done this before but this time i made a huge mistake the travel was supposed to be to the american city of naples in the state of florida i accidentally booked a flight in a hotel for the city of naples in italy instead Woo! (laughs) yeah it's a doozy. It's so good. I should have been more careful when I was booking the flights and should have paid more attention when the list of hotels came up. It was completely my fault. The no worst shit. part is my boss The worst part is my boss and the executive didn't realize the city was wrong until they landed. <gasps> which I find hard to believe, but Me it's too. true. So we're in Canada. Both my boss and the executive came to our district from the province of Quebec after two branches merged. Anyway, while their English is good, it is not their first language, and they didn't realize I had booked the wrong international city. They ended up in Italy and missed the conference and meetings they were supposed to attend and were not able to pitch our product. The cost of my mistake, incorrect flight tickets, hotel, conference fee, and lost product orders was at least $25,000 and possibly even more. Holy fuck. My boss... Yeah. My boss called her boss while she was still in Italy and told him to fire me. I was given my pay up to the current day and perp walked out of the building in front of everyone. I know I screwed up, but four months ago I was given a raise and a slight bump in title because my annual review was so good. I've never made a mistake like this. I needed this job. I'm going to be a father in less than a month. How can I convince my boss that I'm sorry and to give me another chance? Like, is it worth trying to get this job back? Well, this person thinks it's worth it. And and I don't know. I mean, I don't think they can. <laughs> you know, I'd like. like wait, I, just... I have a few questions though. Did he? Yeah, did yeah. he? Per, was the word perp walked? He perp walked. Perp walked. He perp. That's great. He, he was perp walked. Yeah, that's incredible. I like that. And then also mm-hmm. um, toward the beginning of the question, was it C suite? C suite was that the word? C suite. Yeah, C suite. What is that? Mm-hmm. Oh, like CEO, COO, like chief, like chief, whatever officer. C-suite is like... A a suite of chiefs? (laughs) No, 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 no. So this is so great. I love that you don't know this about corporate culture. It just makes me so pleased to know you. Um, (laughs) Every corporate structure, most corporate structures have like, you know, a chief executive officer, a CEO. Um, They also normally have like... I've just learned at this very moment. Okay, great. So there's, in addition to CEO, there's COO, there's CFO, there's like all these sort of, and they're all called C-suite executives. Okay. So that's like, that's, that's the word used to describe, um, 
a group people of in them. those positions. A group of well, a, a C-suite executive. So it could be a CFO, <gasps> oh. could be a CTO, but they're not Got saying it. which one. They're just saying it was a C-suite executive. Oh, so I wonder C-suite why they're is not like saying which one. <laughs> yeah, why <no>. not? <laughs> yeah, you've already laid out a lot of other details. Like why hold back with right. that one? We'll assume Indeed. it was the CFO. I, I do not know. Yeah, we'll, we'll say sure. Why not? Um, I'm not sure if you can get your job back. This is ridiculous. Sorry. But it'll be a really fucking huge shame if the C-suite executives or whatever the fuck those people are called (laughs) didn't at least enjoy their time. Where were they? They were in Florence. I know, right? They were in Florence. They were in um, Naples. 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 What a waste. Yeah, get some pizza. Like, get out there. I know. God, get anything. I know. Get out there. It sounds like you were fired by the top of the the company pyramid right like yeah yeah, yeah. like in exactly. in other circumstances if you sort of messed up with your boss i might argue that like you could appeal to to somebody else but you didn't you didn't you messed up with c-suite you were yeah. you, yeah, fuck, yeah, yeah, you yeah. fucked it up from the top the respondent the ask a manager manager um manager manager wonders <laughs> yeah man the, the manager manager if perhaps maybe like this is a big mistake, but possibly this is sort of the culmination of like a string of like not paying attention to detail. Like maybe you're sure. so good at some stuff, but like kind of, you know, don't, don't, you're not, you don't have too much attention for detail, but like they let it slide because you're really good at like, you know, communicating yeah. with the board or you're really good at like, you know, setting up these meetings or whatever, but that maybe they were like, look, we can't keep overlooking this attention to detail thing. And that this is maybe sort of the final straw and not the yeah. first straw. Like yeah, they're like, that's, that's possible. possible. And and if that's the case, you definitely need to let it go. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. This is a lesson in double checking, which I learned one time when I booked myself a flight to the Outback, but then accidentally booked my flight returning from the Outback to Sydney for a month later because I was confused <laughs> about how in Australia they do month. Oh, no, the they day do and then the year. month. Or the month. Right. Exactly. We as Americans, we can't even even say it. I don't even know. We how can't to even say describe it. it. Yeah, we don't even. We can't picture it. Yeah, I just. I can't, it's a blank I can't in my even. Mind. Yeah, I don't even. Know. I can't even picture it. Like it's impossible it, for me to it even freezes my brain. So I was there, and they were like, "This is for next month." And then I said, "Can I hop on a plate a flight later today?" And they said, "Well, there's yeah. only one flight out of the outback a day." And I said, "Oh, well, how about tomorrow?" And they said, "All of our flights for the week are booked." So I was pretty close to having to just like live in the outback. Live there now, yeah. It's yeah. So like pitch your tent and yeah, live yeah, among yeah. the snakes. Yeah, yeah, this show is being broadcast from the outback of Australia. Um, We're an international show. Yep. Welcome yep. to the outback. Uh, can I read you one of our write-ins? Can I read you oh, this really amazing? Hell yeah, please. This is from Cookie Puss. This is a write-in to dearsoandso.pizza. Thank oh, you. Yeah. Thank okay, you. I will be the first to admit my love language is not gifts. My dream present is a Trader Joe's gift card. My in-laws of sorts... I am unmarried, are another story. They live across the country from my partner and I, and several times a year they ship us a large box of prepackaged cookies from a bakery in their hometown. It is very, very thoughtful of them, and these Mm -hmm. cookies are adorable. Sugar cookies cut out and iced in seasonal designs. Oh, The problem Mm -hmm. is that they are absolutely disgusting. Oh, no. (laughs) I am not a picky eater, but these 
Uh, but truly, these are awful. I cannot even Aww. force them upon guests who come oh, to my no. apartment. No palate likes these sugary rocks. I have asked my partner to gently suggest to his folks that this gift is unnecessary. He has not. I am not sure if it's because he is worried about offending them. I certainly yeah. am. Or if he is simply lazy. But one thing is for sure, the cookie deliveries must stop. Besides being gross, the individual wrapping and cross-country shipment makes them an environmental drain as well. What do I do? Signed, Cookie Puss. Cookie Puss. I have so many suggestions here. Oh, I really do. I just um, want to chime in and remind yeah. you of a shared event uh, where sugar cookies were involved. Do you remember at the wedding that they had, they didn't have a cake, they just had sugar cookies in the shape of cakes? I barely remember that because oh, honestly... I- I got kind of drunk at their wedding. Oh, I distinctly remember that because I ate three of them and then danced way too hard with your husband and then (laughs) then puked uh, outside the porter potties. Oh, that's right. Came and took me from the the ground, the ground like at the foot of a porter potty, yeah, Yeah. and said, "This is no place to lay your head," and then deposited me in a field further away. But I did have this idea, which is that you you acknowledge that they are adorable. Why don't you make sort of like um, dioramas out of them and then mm. send pictures of those dioramas back to your in-laws? Do you think that that in any way will discourage them? Like, do you- <laughs> I, it doesn't do you think- sort of matter. I don't right. I don't know. Like they might get a kick out of it. Well, I mean, don't you know, I don't know. Just I think they get a kick out of them as being adorable. I don't think if they're prepackaged and they're like not something. Do you they think made, they've I don't never think they tasted care. them? It's do you possible. think the parents? Yeah, don't, the, it's the parents totally possible. It's possible. Because it's about the gift, I think if they see you like getting joy out of it, like making these like weird, absurd, like you can like make cardboard cutouts for backgrounds, you can like use construction paper, you could use like shit from magazines, like go to town with these cookies, like make some weird art, they will get a kick out of the fact that you're getting a kick out of it. Like I don't think for them it's about like it's my cooking and like sure. I'm, you know I put my love into these cookies. Like I I don't think that's the case. I think they think just think they're a, fun. Yeah. Do you think in a situation like this, so so like a uh, a. Uh, point that cookie puss um brings to the forefront is kind of the environmental drain on on like the these sort of shipments in this case is uh sort of the the feelings and the ritual of it sort of more important than the environmental impact just compost them i guess like do you know what i mean right i do know what you mean and like and it's hard um it's this uh, god environmentalism is laden with it's fraught man right um but uh gift giving and environmentalism like actually like bump heads so aggressively i like like, this is the reason i sort of dread receiving gifts uh that i don't want um but uh i think again like you talk to your if your partner feels as strongly about it then maybe your partner can talk to the parents say like oh you know there's actually a local bakery like we're trying to cut down on your environmental footprint love it love it there's a local bakery but like but that your partner kind of needs to do it i think and do it in a way that like acknowledges the intentions of the in-laws and like retains that relationship because i really do kind of think it's more about that relationship i like that i've just been fully deferring to you on this one i know because you might know better than me because to me i'm confident i would eat those cookies (laughs) oh 
oh my god yes like yes. this person is saying they're bad cookies but in my mind i'm like i've never met a sugar cookie i don't love like wow. i i don't want to dismiss. are you a sweet tooth are you like a big time sweet tooth <laughs> yeah i wanted to tell you earlier when you were talking oh. about like putting some spicy stuff on water oh you were like don't do that that i was like <laughs> you mean put some sugar in the raw on top of your watermelon no like, i mean I'm... put no you should put i cover it in honey cover yes, it in honey exactly. just also add some spice like it's fun it's, it's sure. a fun thing to do maybe um, but yeah i i didn't i i was going to point that out and then it felt like like we totally got sidetracked and okay, it didn't okay. matter that much but now that it does matter it's a big deal i really hope that this person's actual name first name cookie last name uh-huh. puss. last name puss yeah what a great name what a great name i love it thank you for sending this in cookie puss it's and a true gem yeah listen i'll move out to la i'll eat those cookies Can I read you a question that uh, does not come from one of our beloved listeners? Yeah, you can. Yeah, should we? I mean, why not? Okay, so this is from The Times and is signed M. I love flags. We display a variety of them outside our suburban home. The American flag, the French flag on Mm -hmm. Bastille Day, the flag of Baltimore Mm. when the president trashed that city. This month, we have gay pride and transgender flags up. It's my way of stating my beliefs. Mm -hmm. I would love to put up a Black Lives Matter flag, but as a white person, I want to be appropriately supportive and not an appropriator. Thoughts? Signed, M. A lot of thoughts. I have a lot of thoughts. Me too. So many thoughts. So many thoughts. Okay. An immediate abundance of thoughts. And just an immediate abundance of thoughts. Okay. Um, I, yeah, I mean, fucking fly your flag. Great. You know, um, if, if, if it's your way of stating your beliefs, like go, go for it, you know, like visibly, you know, um, support the movement. There's no reason to not visibly support the movement. I do think though, that this person should pay attention to their discomfort. Um, me too. Me too. Because I think maybe what's going on here is that they don't have the vocabulary to describe what they actually are embarrassed about, uh, which is that they don't want to virtue signal, right? Like they don't want to sort of be the kind of people that wave the Black Lives Matter flag and then like get some points for being woke and then don't and but actually aren't real allies. Um, Sure. I think an interesting like thing to point out is it seems they don't have any problem or they I'm not right I'm sorry problem isn't the right they they don't have any question or hang up or a, appropriator concerns about, about the queer community flying the gay yeah. flag or the transgender flag I'm going to I don't know that this person is necessarily cis but I'm going to assume they are not trans that Could, may be yes. completely off but like well because they say it's my way of stating my beliefs, not my way right. of showing off stating my identity. My, right, my identity. But yeah. I do think that, I mean, I think this is kind of a larger statement actually about where America, where the states are in our queer support versus our black lives matter support, right? Yeah. But that there's this idea that like queer is not, it doesn't, It there's no question of appropriation to state your support of the queer community, but that's, we are at a place uh, societally where we are unsure of how to support well, the black community. I would, I would actually, I think, I think there's additional nuance here, which is that um, the, 
like a lot of queer liberation had to do with visibility, right? That like people were living queer lives in secret and that over Mm. the course of the 20th century, like visibility was a big way that um, that community like brought attention to itself and like started to dismantle you know, the the sort of the cultural norms and the policies that were sort of keeping them in the closet, right? That like okay. coming out of the closet is like part of the, the queer liberation agenda. Race is already so visible that it feels a little bit disingenuous to just be like, we just need to shine a light on the fact that there's racism. You know, like it's, it's like, I think they're putting their finger on something that is true, which is that like, it's actually not just enough to shine a light on racism it's not just enough to hang a black lives matter flag that like i think a lot of activists in this movement would say like you know your words are nice your videos are nice on instagram your flag is nice but action is better like action is sort of the only way that i'm willing to acknowledge your allyship because at this point like visibility doesn't yeah yeah. so i think that's that yeah that sort of like gets to the heart of the the uncertainty of how to Uh, how to be an ally (laughs) exactly and I think this person just doesn't have the language like I I just don't think this person's very practiced yet in like Mm -hmm. talking about their discomfort and so they found this word like appropriator because I think they see that a lot in the media like I think like cultural appropriation is like very like we've um I don't know for what for for lots of reasons you know that's sort of what gets a lot of like views on social media like pictures of people in offensive Halloween costumes are for some reason like really widely shared you know it's like like mm-hmm. you know like appropriator is kind of like more at the ready for them as a concept than this concept of sort of like allyship and meaningful like what yes. is you know what sort of what does it mean to be to be a true BLM ally um, mm-hmm. let's give them some language let's you know like uh, yeah. do yeah do, do you know your flag is great fly it but also pay attention to that discomfort because you're right visibility is not enough to dismantle racism it's not enough to not be racist you also have to be anti-racist you have to actively work to fight and dismantle racism yeah i feel like i sound so sure of myself in this answer (laughs) like the truth is I'm an idiot. I'm still learning. I make mistakes all the time. I'm not so sure. Um, Mm -hmm. But the one thing that I am kind of sure about is that white supremacy is a white people's problem. Like white people got to get on board and fix this problem. And so like, just like particularly this language of cultural appropriation here, like, yes, respect and follow black leadership Mm -hmm. for like the history of civil rights. It has been black leaders telling us what the fuck we need to do. Um, We need to continue to listen to and respect them. But like, we also got to participate and do shit because it's not like something we should sympathize with black people about. It's something we should own and do shit about. Yeah. Yeah, let that flag fly and then do some other shit too. Um, And when we say do something, we mean organize with other people so that your actions actually have some impact. A great organization for white folks is called Surge, showing up for racial justice. Find your local chapter, get to know their agenda, do the shit locally. Yes. You want to hit me with something? I want to hit you with one that's just so way more personal. Just really. Uh, Personal to me? No, 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 no. Just like, just like, um, (laughs) more personal to the, to the caller. Um, Mm, 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 mm. like, like really just sort of interpersonal drama. Are you ready for it? Love it. I'm going to try to summarize some of the early stuff. Um, so basically. Is it signed and where is it from? It is from Slate. I believe this is Mm. a Dear Prudence. Yes, it is. It is not signed. Okay. 
I'm a 28-year-old woman scheduled to marry another woman later this year. I also have a best friend, Cassidy, in quotes. Mm. Um, Cassidy and I were a couple for 11 years. Okay, so basically the backstory is they came out to... They were like the first people they each came out to. They started dating immediately, and then they decided to just be friends. Great. Okay, great. So they've got... It's like their best friend. All right. In general, my fiancé understands that Cassidy and I have a special connection. But recently, we had an argument I'm not sure how to solve. We as in the fiancé and the caller. Mm -hmm. We were tasting menus for the wedding last weekend. I said that I didn't want the menu to include tomatoes because Cassidy is mildly allergic. I don't want Mm. my best friend to have to worry about picking and choosing safe dishes on my wedding day. She should be able to eat anything she wants. My fiancé, who is from a culture where tomato-based sauces are extremely common, said that this is unreasonable and that as long as Cassidy can eat one of the meal options, there's no reason to restrict the menu. I was very offended Mm -hmm. by this exchange and told Cassidy about it. She was more amused than anything and didn't care about the tomatoes as much as I did. But the fact that I told Cassidy upset my fiancé even more. She said she worries a lot about what Cassidy thinks of her and it harms our relationship when I tell Cassidy about our fights. Sure. I feel like my closest friendship is under attack. If this is how my my fiance feels, I'm prepared to call off the wedding. But is okay. Yeah, right. It's like it all makes sense. It all makes sense, and then you get here. Um, but is there anything I can do to stave the situation before it comes to that? No. 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 I'm so, like there. Yes, there was a lot you could do to save the situation. Until you said you're prepared to call off the wedding. Yeah, like whoa. that is not the the response. Like, th- like if that is where you are going, yes, dear caller, in your mind, then there's like so much more to work through than tomato based dishes. Precisely. Also, what what culture do you think the fiance Italian. is from? Where tomato based. Italian. Oh, okay, sorry, sorry. Oh my um. god, sorry. <laughs> Jesus, I work at an Italian restaurant. We actually don't serve that much uh, tomato-based dishes because it's like more of a northern, we do like more northern Italian stuff. I love it. (laughs) Tomato-based sauces. Like they don't even say tomato-based. like southern Italian. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Sorry. Oh my God. No, but you are, (laughs) you are so right. This is so insane because... Okay. It was, like, so rational until it got to the call off the wedding. Do you know why it sounded rational? Because Cassidy was just sort of amused. Because fiancé was kind of like, oh, well, you know, like, I don't see the big deal. But, like, please don't tell your friend about our fights. You right. are the one that is, like, no one is pressuring yes. you to feel this way about yes. this instance. You just, it's all it's you. All you. It's all you. What is going on, bud? I don't even, I'm not even sure, like, there's advice to give. Call it off. Call well, just off the wedding. Ask Call yourself why. I mean, yeah, just probe this feeling a little more because this has nothing to fucking do with your friend I or don't your fiance. Like using probe as. Oh, sorry. I mean, just. I like that you just apologize so deeply. Like I, know, I, I really like it was do. like a trigger warning, but it, I. It's probe gross. Okay. This feeling. It's so disgusting. You know, put your finger on it and press a little harder. <laughs> <laughs> do you like that better? I do. Um, Thank you. Yeah. It's yeah. This is this one's hilarious to me. I found oh, it really funny. No. I Ugh. I know it's distressing actually, but it's just I'm so so sad. Are you? Too. I hate- yeah, a little because if you're, I don't know. I've never been hired to shoot a wedding that was called off based on okay. tomato-based sauces. Right. I mean, no. Where this where this place is, it's humorous to me because it's also probably from like 
Well, I don't know. Actually, it's from March 2020, so it's like could be happening right now. Um, well, they're lucky for them. Their wedding is probably well. Their wedding was called off anyway. Yeah, so they have all <laughs> kinds of time to think about yeah. it. I just like yeah. COVID is their friend in this case. I guess. Yeah, yeah. it's amusing to me with distance because th- these people aren't close to me. But that, like, I just I'm I mean I'm a writer, right? Like, I'm interested in the ways that people rationalize. Mm-hmm. Like the the things they're doing and like sort of the connections people make between the actions they're taking and like the feelings they're having. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And in that sense, this is great literature. Like, I, you know what I yeah. mean? Like it reveals, even though it's in the first person, it reveals things about the narrator that the narrator oh, doesn't necessarily God. acknowledge in know themselves. Know about themselves. <laughs> and I love that in a first person narrator. So I just, yeah, I literarily really tickled by this one. Love it oh. a lot. I want to say this for the listeners, folks, we just in real time received a question yeah. to dearsoandso.pizza. We're dropping everything. We're getting right on the problem. <laughs> yeah, true, true, true. True. We don't want anyone to have to wait. Uh, if you if you have a question. Oh, my God. Yeah, if you have a burning a- question, we will drop everything. We yeah. will rearrange the entire show for you. Yeah, just get in for there. For you. Yeah. For okay. you. Oh, God. This is from Mona Bloomstein. <laughs> My husband exercises constantly. It's become much worse during the pandemic, and I am feeling rejected and lonely. I have tried discussing this with him, but he immediately says that he has to get on his exercise bike and can't talk. The only discussions we seem to have are about his resting pulse rate. I don't know what to do. I feel trapped in the house with someone who has no interest in my life. This is so distressing. Oh, my God, Mom. Oh, my God. Um, wow. All right. Where would you like me to respond? Yeah. I mean, this a little bit touches on something we've we discussed, which Mm. is the type of people who are compelled to exercise are not us. Right. (laughs) And I just like like, (laughs) I really do think that that is like a I just think it's like an, a societal important distinction. To oh, make. are you saying we need to just like tolerate differences, like acknowledge <laughs> differences and also tolerate them? Um, right. Yeah, it does sound like that. Oh man, this feel this I feel trapped in the house with someone who has no interest in my life is just such a man. Um, I literally, I just have to say, like this is very very harsh on my father. No, <laughs> no, I have to disagree. I have to tell you, like. Okay, one second. Mona is opening the door and saying, boo. We're like literally discussing your write-in right now. Hold on. Mona's on. Mona, say what you said. Steph is not finding it funny. I'm not finding it it funny. I find it very relatable. I've I've not been married very long. I've only been married five and a half years. But I've had this feeling a couple times. Like, I find it to be, like, one of the truths of marriage is that, like, there are these weird, arid spells where you're just like, we have nothing to do with each other. What happened? Like, you don't acknowledge that I exist. I can barely acknowledge that you exist. Like, maybe you're not even on the same page at the same time with this. Like, one, but, but this feeling of being alone together is so um, disturbing because you're I, not alone. I have to tell you that Steve and I actually wrote this together. <gasps> Oh my goodness. Wait, so what you're telling me is that in truth, you are doing stuff together and it's this. <laughs> he does exercise a ridiculous amount, but he added the line, the only thing he can talk to oh is about God. his resting pulse, which so had he's... me on the floor laughing. 
I will Wait, say, I did it, have a long discussion with Steve last night about his resting, resting pulse, pulse rate. Oh, my God. So he's self-aware. That's good. Right. He is. He is. Oh, my God. I thought that was so funny. We had the best time writing it. I said, let's write something. He's like, oh, I'm terrible at this. I hate this. So I guess the answer is if you and your spouse don't feel like you're connecting on anything, please connect on writing in to dearsoandso.pizza. Share your problems. I love that you took this seriously. Because I felt it. Have you not felt this, Mona? I feel like you've really left me hanging. Like, like, I got really... um, uh, vulnerable, and you're just she like, did. yeah, whatever, it's okay. I know you were so <laughs> like, oh, marriage, and you don't communicate anymore. I have to say, there are times like that in every marriage. So yes, yeah, you're, exactly you're right. But you exactly. gotta bring a little levity into the situation. <laughs> Hell times. yeah, you do. Life is one of each other. Oh, that so is true. And he God, had this is great. Oh, no. All right. I mean, my advice still stands, which is like, it's all a give and take, right? It is us and them. My big thing that we talked about was like, the type of people that exercise obsessively are them, and the rest of us are us. us. Right. And that it is not an us versus them. It is just an us and them. And you do have to find some common ground, but you also do have to allow for like, some people need that resting pulse rate discussion. Definitely. Don't you love writing and spend some time concentrating on that? I love it. Yeah, and that <laughs> couldn't care less. And that's exactly. fine. Exactly. Yeah, and totally. And so that's kind of like Stephen exercising. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you I know? just need some alone time. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thank and you. Really, don't take that, my, I'll have to write you another one. I'm trying to do this we weekly. We literally were getting it in real time and we're like, we were oh losing my our minds. goodness, we yeah. have just received in real time. Like, I was, we were like, yeah. we are on top of this. We're going like, to drop everything to drop everything to answer this. Yeah, it was very exciting for us. Thank you, Mona, for joining us. Yes, thank you thank so much. Thank you. Enjoy the conversation. Hope you have other good oh Oh. and my friend nancy's gonna write to you we're so excited she was so excited that you actually she said they shouldn't just do it from magazines they should have people write in and you were like they do they do do. (laughs) and i gave her your email i said (laughs) she was like what's this dot pizza.com i said no just like you got it you got it yeah just get the com it's just dot pizza oh okay you heard it here first guys (laughs) mona (laughs) bloomstein it is dear so-and-so dot pizza pizza. just dot pizza no dot com no dot com you got it thanks mom thanks bye bye (laughs) she's off can we keep some version of this definitely oh my god unbelievable good lord that was (laughs) such an event Thank you, thank you to everyone for listening this week. Our theme music is by Busy Hemphill. And as always, this is Dear So-and-So. I'm Alyssa Bloomstein. And I'm Steph Karp. Bye. Bye. Bye.